What is going on, podcast listeners? Neil here for another episode. I'm pumped to have my buddy on here, Omar. Omar, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. How about yourself, El Capitan? Doing a hell yes. <laughs> I've known Omar for a while. Uh, he's been in the game, the cleaning game, the software game for a long, long time. He's currently president of Launch 27. Omar, thank you for your time. I'm so stoked to have you here. I'm stoked to be here and appreciate you inviting me. Absolutely. So quick background on Omar. As far as I know, then Omar, I actually want to go back to your origin stories. Omar currently runs Launch 27. Launch 27 is one of the bigger software companies out there for made service businesses. It's a company that Rohan actually started. You guys know Rohan? He's the one I found on Reddit who I followed his model. Like He has a big general following of people who started the very similar model. He started this company. I think I think Omar, maybe three years ago, he then you guys sold it to a venture yeah. capital group. Is that right? Private equity group? It, back in like 2019, it's a company called Full Steam. What they do is they uh, acquire software companies and they also provide a payment solution. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically they acquire businesses that are growing, put their payment solution to them, and then, you know, grow the business as a, a single like point, you know what I mean? Like yep. a one-stop shop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Omar, tell me about your background, man. So now you're the president of a software company. What what was your background before this? So I've actually, I mean, I I I had a general contracting company back when I was like 25, mm-hmm. right? Um, I did property preservation and restoration. I used to sub a lot of the work out to like plumbers, electricians, um, residential cleaning companies, right? For mm-hmm. like um, vacancy cleans, right? Um, and after that, I, I ended up working in like uh, with military contractors and stuff like that. Something that was kind of like far out of my field. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in the D.C. metropolitan area, the DMV, and there's a lot of uh, government contractors out here. And um, so I went into like hardware sales, Okay, um, did that for a couple of years. And then I ended up uh, landing at a job or a company called M Help Desk, which was a... Which was a um, Sounds familiar. It was like... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a um, field service management software, okay. right? So, and they actually, I got there when it was a startup. We were in a, like an AOL building, right? Um, which was oh, like wow. it was called yeah. Fishbowl, right? It was like a Google building. They had ping pongs. You wrote a little scooters in there and everything. <laughs> it was it was pretty dope. And um, from from there, uh, the company was like brand. I mean, it was started for like three years, but they were getting like um, seed you know, seeding capital and all that stuff. And uh, at a later time, they ended up getting acquired by Home Advisor, right? Mm. And uh, so I was there pre-acquisition and post-acquisition. I led the integrations team with Home Advisor at M Help Desk. Um, and then it got to a point where, you know, there was like too many uh, chefs in the kitchen, right? Yep. Like, you know, I, I was there for a while. I had been there, but then there was, they were installing some you know, other folks to help run the business and stuff. And I, I, you know, I bowed out and I said, you know what? Um, I'm able to, I knew enough about software that I knew how to grow, grow a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And I started looking for software online that were new on like angel.co and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I came across launch 27. Oh, that's how, um, all right. Yeah. I came across launch 27 typed into the chat, like, Hey, look, I can, I can help your customers engage. I can sell them, you know, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do. Right. And Omar, are and, you, uh, do you know how to code? Is that your background? I don't have any coding experience. Wow. All right. Um, um, I've just recently acquired, um, 
or acquire the skill set to manage like, you know, developers and product owners and stuff like that. Kind of got through into it, but it's exciting. It's pretty cool. It is uh, tedious, but, you know. Nothing, uh, no, nothing comes without struggle, you know. Yeah, for sure. Good comes out struggle, but um, yeah. So I left them help desk. Um, Rohan and Andrew hired me. Um, within the first thirty days, you know, I, I onboarded like sixty customers, mm. right? And they they were doing like three people a month or something like that at first. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, asked the first seat at the table. They made me a partner. I then became the COO of Launch 27, um, helped grow to over a million dollars worth of annual revenue. And then we got acquired by Full Steam back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you know, I actually left for a little bit. I took a six month hiatus yeah. right? and um, kind of refreshed my myself, my character, my mind, uh, and then came back. And um, they had a different president there. The founders had left. <laughs> it was it was very much a different landscape. Um, and then after being there for about six months a, or back at Launch 27, actually for a year, um, the president had resigned. I, I've backfilled that position. Um, it made most sense to them. And um, I've been running the company ever since. So, dude, love it's it. Pretty. it. It's interesting because I, I came from the private equity world. We did minority investments, though. So full steam, which acquired launch. I remember when it happened and like how much chaos there was. Cause like launch 27, the backstory is kind of grew out of very organic community groups. Right? We started on Reddit and everything moved to a Facebook group and everything's like small businesses helping small businesses. That's kind of it. So now you get like the big bad private equity company coming in and everyone freaks out. Uh, and I remember like me too. I was like, oh man, like I wonder what changes are going to happen here. This is not going to be the same. Uh, right, and for a right. while, it was like, it's kind of a shit show. Like, not not the company and the stuff, but like the community was like, everyone was freaking out. Like, what's going on? Like, the Facer group was on a fritz. But I do remember when they brought you back, which is a familiar face. It kind of like yeah. calmed people down a little bit, which is yep. funny to think about for like a software company that it's people centric, where like people kind of want to know who the fa- who the face is. But it makes you realize... A lot of software companies, like you kind of want to know the face behind it. Even though software is the most unhuman thing you could think of, you want to know who's behind it. You want to trust the person running the software. Even things like, let's say, Twitter. People are getting off Twitter because they're like, I don't trust Elon or I like Elon. Like, dude, what do you think? It's just Elon. But the face of any software actually speaks volumes, I think. And that's kind of what I'm realizing. And that was definitely the case with launch, in my opinion, when you came back. Yeah, no, a lot of people were welcoming me back. Oh, where'd you go? You know, where have you been? They thought I was just in the background of things. And, Mm. you know, once I came back into the forefront, um, things started getting better as far as communication and and things like that. Now, I will say there are things that happen. I made it public um, with my customer base. I made it public in my Facebook group. Um, I try to be as transparent as possible. You know, there were some decisions that were made that were probably there. I'm not going to say that they were bad decisions, but they weren't thought out all the way. Like they happened too quickly. And mm. there was just a little bit more strategy, a little bit more planning involved in it. Um, it could have been executed good, you know? Yeah. But uh, the, the, at the end of the day, um, we got through 
a lot. Um, and I'm currently upgrading, you know, the software now as far as like the user interface and the, the experience that not only my customers are going to experience, but the end customer, right? Um, which is your guys' customer. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know it, it, it's very uh, centric on them making sure, because if I can make it easier for you to get acquire a customer, then you're going to stay here forever. You know what I mean? So it's I, that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's definitely one of those things where if you start on a software, there is such pain to move to a different software. It's the truth. I started on Launch 27. So it's easier for me. I understand it. All my franchises, I put them on Launch 27. One, because it's just simple. It's not a ton of moving parts. The setup's not complicated, things like that. At the same time, like... I think over the last couple of years, you've seen a lot of other software companies pop up and grow in the cleaning yeah. space. Booking yeah. Qual is a big one. They've started and yeah. like ISIS out their software as well. I think they have great software as well. Um, honestly, like I test them out, Zenmade, Jobber. It's kind of all shades of the same thing, I'll be honest. Like there's not a crazy amount of like, like, oh my God, look at this feature set that this other one doesn't even have. Like you're plus or minus 20%. So at some point you kind of think like, look, is this really worth the hassle of moving? Um, right. And then most times people decide no, unless it's a massive drop in quality or an increase in quality right. with, the, with the other competing software. Uh, with that, Omar, like I've seen, here's a direct question for you. I've seen features that other software companies have rolled out. Uh, I've been waiting for launch to be like, all right, guys, like let's go. Like I've been a big supporter of you guys. Let's roll out some cool stuff. What do you got coming down the pipeline to quote unquote compete with the new features of these other softwares? Well, one of the things that we're going to be doing, and it's pretty much it's kind of like leveling up us to par, actually, because we mm -hmm. we have online booking, right? Yeah. So we don't we don't do a lot of quoting and and estimates and and invoicing and stuff. You you get the service, you book the service, you get charged for the service. Right. Everybody goes home happy, right? But now what we're realizing is is that there's a lot more um once a residential company has kind of capped out, right? They mm. market it to who they can market to. You can only get so many customers until you start impeding in other people's kind of like territories. And then at, even at that point, you have to find cleaners here, find cleaners there. It's like it as you get as the company gets bigger, the, um, the resources get a little bit, you know what I'm saying, tighter. Mm. And, and then the customers get a little bit tighter, right? It's a more narrow focus. So what they end up doing is they end up trying to transition over to a commercial side, right? Trying mm. to get a couple of contracts here, something a little bit more stable, right? Um, something predictable, right? If you're in a contract, it's, you know, you can consider that you're going to get paid unless they terminate you. Right. Right. But, um, but the reality is, is that a lot, I've seen a lot more companies doing more of the commercial type cleans where, or office cleans where invoicing is very much necessary. Right. So, mm. um, one of the things that we're going to be doing is, um, not only just invoicing, but batch invoicing where we're taking a collective of different bookings and then putting them all into one invoice versus a single invoice for everything. Right. Got and it. then we're going to centralize the billing, you know, so to go to the billing contact automatically on whatever day you pick of the month that you want the, um, the, the, the billing contact to receive that. Okay. So, yeah. Cause right now we just grab the credit card when the booking is done, the system will automatically charge the card. And sometimes we have customers who have 10 cleanings a week. Right. Correct. Uh, Correct. So, okay. Understood that. And, and then the other things that we're doing is, is we're starting to see um, a lot of people getting into the more of like the Airbnb spaces um, and, you know, the vacation rental cleans and stuff yep. like that. 
So um, we're looking at uh, a couple of different property uh, maintenance software um, as partners. I, I think mm. they're just throw out a couple that we're thinking of is like Guesty, I think is one of them. Right. Um, and so one thing about Airbnb specifically, yep. uh, they have an open API, but they close it off, you know, yep. like a while back. Um, I think too many people, too many partners were trying to like get into their, you know, use their API. So now they close it off. So the only way to really integrate with how they work is to integrate with like the property maintenance software. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so we're Dude, going I, to that approach. I hope you guys saw that because we use a second piece of software for Airbnbs and Airbnbs are probably 50% of our business, if not more for some markets, 80, 90%, uh, depending on where the franchise is. But uh, that's such a big piece, but we can't do it on launch. It's just not made for that. You could kind of yeah, retrofit it. But yeah. it's not really made for that. So, like, if there's some sweet reporting tools, things that the host actually wants, and you know, maybe it won't be exactly the other software we're using, but if we could, if we could centralize everything, mm. like, so much easier. So, I'm pumped for that. Well, the idea is, is right when you have vacancies, right? Um, you need or when someone's about to be like a room is supposed to be vacant or yep. a property turnover cleaning. Yep. You know, y- yep. You need to be able to like, you, they have iCals and stuff inside yep. of those uh, management software. And then basically when this is about to be vacant, schedule a booking for that time. Yep. Like we're trying to turn up the automation. We really are trying to centralize what you guys are doing. So like Zapier is cool. Right. But you can't like necessarily be connected to everything at all times and stuff. And if something breaks, it's kind of a nightmare to kind of unwrap what Zapier <laughs> did. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. the, uh, and dude, I'm pumped on this because that's big for us. So we'll talk about it offline too. The biggest issue I see though is, is if the host cancels a reservation for a cleaning, currently with the launch 27 API, there's no way to go and say, hey, delete this booking. You could create the book, yes. can't delete it. That's the That's one correct. big gap I, I'm seeing with API. But one thing I do like about Launch is you guys have an open API. I don't know if I don't think Booking Quala does. I don't know if Zenmate does. Um, but the, like for everyone listening, an open API means you could plug in automations into Launch 27 to tell it to do things you want it to. For example, we plugged into the API. So anytime there's a booking, we then push it to our CRM. We were an active campaign. We're moving to go high level. And that helps automate the quote sending, the text follow-ups. So this getting launched to go talk to different pieces of software, um, that is, in my opinion, very key, right? Especially because right. you guys can't build everything, but letting yeah. other people build on your ecosystem, that's huge. I have, absolutely. And, and we have a lot of customers that actually do. You know, I think you're one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're using our API as well. So, um, but yeah, like... It's just a bridge of communication between two different softwares, letting them talk back and forth to each other. So yeah, yeah. you have a, a great description of it. Omar, what's it like running a software company for home service businesses? Uh, it's challenging, you know, because you deal with different types of customers, right? You mm. deal with the the guy with the dollar and the dream, right? And mm-hmm. he, he, he might have found us on a Reddit post that Rohan wrote back then. He may come in through one of our business coach affiliates that we have here, right? Where they're, um, they're starting successful. They have a successful company. They have this coaching course. And now, you know, they're, they want to share that with everybody. But in, in order to emulate that, that success, you kind of have to use the same tools, right? So, you know, we, we're, we're seeing a lot of the, like that type of persona come in. Um, so it's like, 
but with a more established business that's been around, let's say greater than two, three years, right? You're doing maybe over a half a million a year. You know, it's um, the conversation a lot different with them. With, With the newer people, it's easier to kind of get them going and get them started and, and understanding because they have a they have a certain level of confusion about how how everything goes right mm. which which is you know what I mean it's like so that confusion gets them to listen a lot more right and and then they launch quicker you know on their account yep. or you're if you're more established because more than likely you're changing your customer acquisition strategy from this more high touch, you know, way of doing things like talking on the phone, going out and doing in-person estimates and things of like, like that. Right. Um, to a more seamless approach where you're not actually speaking to the customer, you're making great estimations based on the experience that you have with all the properties, you know, um, and then you're just getting the booking on the other side. A lot of people can't un, you know, let go of that. Right. Mm. They feel like everything is, you know, they want to, it's either they want to make sure that every, every cent is accounted for, for that clean because they've been burned. Right. They go out to a property. It's larger, dirtier than expected. Yeah. Customers still m- want you to, to clean it up. Right. Whereas um, it's just, there's, there, there are huge extremes, right. It's really what I'm saying. So you don't, I don't know what customer I'm going to talk to when they first come on board. I still talk to new customers just so everybody knows. So if you, mm. you may get an email from Omar, you know what I mean? And he will uh, answer it is what he's telling you. Yes. I will answer it. I will. I, I don't, I don't uh, hide from that. I think about once a month, I talked about five new customers and just me being honest. I just want to get a feel for who's who. Right. Yeah. And um, the challenges that they're they're facing. And I tried to ask my uh, vanguard, right, my front line to just let me know who like because we have questions. I mean, how long have you been in business? And I want to get a different. I want someone that just started and I want someone that's over five years and everybody yeah. in between, you know, so it's funny because like if I look at a new cleaning company in the market and I'm researching a, a city and I look at a cleaning company, I could tell how old they are based off what software they're using. And I could now also tell whether I want to partner with them and if they're successful or not. For example, someone came to me and they said, Hey, we're selling out our cleaning company. I took a look at the website, launched 27 website. I'm like, okay, that probably tells me more than likely they've started at least three years ago. Like a lot of these guys in the launch group are the same. Like I might know them, right? Just because like we all right. kind of grew up together. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit more sure. I'm like, oh, cool. If they're on launch, they probably didn't around long enough. That's good. Another guy uh, said, Hey, um, do you want to buy my cleaning company? I look at it. It's on a newer piece of software, uh, which I know of. And I know that all the new kids are using the software. So I look at it, I'm like, I don't really trust your business yet because I feel like you're on the new stuff, which could be really great. It's just that means you're a newer business. Uh, I'm not going to give as much credence to it. So I think it's funny if you're just around long enough, you'll be able to see the different iterations of like, what generation are you? (laughs) It just kind of keeps going. Yeah. And you know, like someone that has a contact form has been around for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Then no, you're like, you probably totally have good not. business actually, but not great tech. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is, it's, but ultimately it's, it's cool. Right. Like I, I know that I'm, I, I'm developing a service and a product that actually sell, solves real business challenges. Yep. And um, that, it, it motivates me every day. That's awesome, man. Uh, Omar, if anyone listening wants to get a hold of you or follow you, where can they follow you? Um, you can actually come to launch27.com and Boom, sign up for right. a demo, right? <laughs> but you can also, um, you can follow me on Twitter, um, twitter.com forward slash me, Omar Santana. 
Um, I don't post a lot, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And we'll put those links in uh, the show notes as well. Uh, Omar, thanks so much for hopping on, dude. That was awesome. Awesome. Yep. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, I'd like to know what more people want to know about, like from the background scenes and stuff. And um, if anybody's interested, I'm an open book. Email me, call me. You can also email me at omars at launch27.com. That's probably the fastest way to get a hold of me. Um, And I'm interested to hear what people got to say. So don't be hesitant. Perfect. We'll put that in the description as well. Thanks so much, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with Made This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.